God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. By the way, I forgot to mention over the weekend uh, that I got to see Sound of Freedom. And uh, what a movie. It was a lot better than I was expecting, actually. I, I expected a lot, but I thought it was going to be sh- like, I thought the cinematography was going to be like B-level. And... It was totally an A-level film, shot really well. The jungle scenes in South America were were as good as anything I've ever seen in jungle scenes. The cinematography was really, really high-end. It was well done. And the storyline was great uh, because it wasn't just a documentary about uh, trafficking in general. But it, it utilized a, uh, you know, an artistic uh, way to do it where they focused in on one particular family. And it was a man who was duped by a very beautiful woman, which is always the way they do it. And it, uh, she was this glamour woman that looked the part of basically a kidna- uh, the way you kidnap someone. I remember uh, thinking about Hillary Clinton had a friend uh, that went down to Haiti and started some sort of a good cause group that was then funneling kids out of Haiti. And it's sort of like the matador, you know, with the red cape uh, guiding the bull where they want the bull to be. It's almost like herding sheep, you know, and and they they put the nice brochure out there. They put the pretty face in front of it, the pretty spokesperson. You know, that's why good restaurants always have a very beautiful maitre d' to seat you. One of the interesting things I picked up from France, though, is when I was in France, it was a first-come, first-serve uh, kind of thing. If there's an open seat, you just go and sit down and take it. Um, and people can figure it out. 
you don't need a maitre d' to take you to the seat and sit you in the place. And there's no like sections where the waiters have a section here and a section there. And I remember living in New York City, and I remember um, how they used to have first come, first serve, and then they started doing these VIP tickets, almost like first class tickets on a plane. And that was a liberal agenda, liberal idea, where only the elite uh, that say the right things and act the right way and have the right friends can get access to the free concert in the summer uh, in Central Park. It was very similar. And the same thing is true with first class, second class, this and that. The Democrats are always about equity, about making sure that they can pick and choose the winners and losers. And I, I think in some part, that's what this whole trans thing is about, dictating winners and losers, exploiting one population for another. And it's a flawed philosophy. It's a, it's a bad philosophy. It's a sick philosophy. It's a divisive philosophy. It's a whole host of these things. It's just fundamentally wrong. If you ever want to find the truth, you always uh, can turn to nature. You can turn to God. You can look at the how the water flows down a, a mountain. It always seems to find the path of least resistance, and and the natural order of things always seems to find its way, and the truth always finds its way to the top. And that's what we're battling today, is a battle between good and evil, and a battle between truth and lies, and what's natural and what's not, and what's created and what's evolved you can take it all the way down that path in a series of arguments the one thing we do know is that things have changed dramatically over time over a short period of time I truly believe that people aren't really fully equipped to handle this type of change this this absolute takeover of technology, this artificial intelligence and the rigged elections and and the the audacity, the arrogance of the criminals pointing their fingers at you as if you're the one that's wrong and you're the evil one. And it's uh that's that's the part that gets me the most is they don't just commit the crimes, but then they act like you're the villain. I was just looking at a case because what was trending on uh, Twitter was Georgia Supreme Court. And I was like, oh, what's that about? Hopefully it's something good like election integrity. No, it's not. It said, on the same day that Governor Kemp, this is the article, the Washington Post, on the same day that Governor Kemp decided not to run against Donald Trump for the 2024, as if he would ever have a snowball's chance on the equator, as if 
he had any chance. That loser said he wasn't going to compete against Trump or wasn't going to run against Trump. And so Governor Kemp, Republican loser, swine, um, rhino, um, basically has engaged, I think, in election fraud in Georgia. And there's an enormous amount of fraud. And so because Trump questioned the election fraud, oh, and by the way, Kemp said, the Republicans are never going to win the state of Georgia so long as they keep on questioning the outcome of the 2020 election and questioning whether there was election fraud or not. Well, we know that there was election fraud. We know that Trump didn't lose to Joe Biden in Georgia. That didn't happen. And we know that Herschel Walker didn't lose to Warnock in Georgia. We know that. This is something else is going on in Georgia. And I would love to take a look at the voter rolls and a whole host of other things. Ballot harvesters, mail-in ballots, you name it. And, uh, But, you know, you have this thing in Georgia, and you can't question it. And if you do, the DA in Atlanta, this black woman that hates Trump, there's a black woman up in New York that hates Trump. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of just crazy, right? You got the black woman in Washington, D.C. that hates Trump, um, Mayor Bowser, painted Black Lives Matter, the Marxist group that hates America, put that right down in front of the White House. And even the uh, church that Trump saved with the fire department, making room for the fire department after the liberal rioters were rioting and burning the churches down, they saved the church. The same church that Trump put held up the Bible and Millie then complained about it. And in addition to that, didn't, not only did he complain about it, but he also, um, the church leader, decided that Trump uh, exploited that church. <laughs> Shame on him, which was unbelievable. Caller, you're on the air. Oh, hey, Scott. It's uh, Jeff, the truck driver. Oh, um, hey, Jeff. I just wanted to... Hey, how you doing? Um, yeah, I just wanted... You were talking about Georgia, and here's something that's been on my mind for quite a while that, you know, I don't know where you are on it, but do you remember there was a group of 147,000 ballots, and there were, like, dozens of affidavits saying they thought maybe 30 to 40,000 of them might be fraudulent went to court, and then the judge decided to conceal that he wouldn't allow people to review those ballots back in uh, 2022, I guess. Do you remember that? I remember it. Yeah, I mean, I remember that there was a lot of stuff like that going on. Um, What I do remember the most is that, you know, back in the day, we covered that state really well. And... You know, I've forgotten a lot of the little details, but um, there was so much fraud going there. I mean, just look at the videotape and the closing down and the flood and the, the they closed down the space and then the cameras weren't on the 
people and then there were the, there were some cameras that were on some people that were basically running uh the same lot of ballots through the machine over and over and over again i mean it was quite obvious oh. that there was fraud going on there yeah, absolutely. Well, here, here's my point. They, 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 remember, they, okay, so they were going through court and the, the DNC, they hired these high-powered defense attorneys and, and yeah. then they were able to shut it down. Well, that decision was reversed in May of this year. They made the, they made those, they said, no, they, huh. the people can re- review these ballots. And, and I, and I haven't heard anything since. <laughs> right. And th- I believe that there is a, a another shoe to drop out in, Arizona with regard to uh, signature verification and uh, there needs to be because what's happening is you know with the mass mailed ballots and the 30 days to pick them up the ballot harvesters are filling them out and dropping them off but they have no idea what the signature is supposed to look like they're just signing it right and so to me signature verification is the Achilles heel of their fraudulent operation. And that's why they that's why they don't want to see hear that case. And the Supreme Court in Arizona said you're going to have to look into this signature verification case. You're going to have to hear the case. And so then the higher the uh, lower court from the Supreme Court has to now revisit that part of the case that Katie, Carrie Lake is bringing. So she yeah, she told me she told me in a text exchange uh, because I had this exchange with Carrie uh, and she was on her way somewhere and she texted me and she said that there's a couple of other cases that need to be litigated first so there's like a whole series of dominoes certain cases have to be heard first and you know uh, Lady Justice moves slow so we'll see what happens but hopefully these things will be timed just right to where we can get back to paper ballots in, in some key states. Yeah, that, that would be nice. But like I said, I don't understand why someone didn't immediately in May go to Fulton County and say, okay, let's look at those ballots. Now that the court said it's okay, nobody's doing that. It's just insane to me. Right. I just wanted to mention that. Right. We just don't have the, you know, we don't have the Soros money to compete with their high-end lawyers and their systematic fraud because Key, the people that are holding the keys to the cookie jar are the fraudsters themselves. And it it's not just Democrats that are doing this. I think it's um, Sterling and I think it's Kemp and uh, that uh, St- Strassenberger or whatever his name was. Um, you know, those guys, uh, were, I think, did some business with China because we have information about that. They met up with um, their Chinese business counterparts, big Chinese investors, in a conference in Texas. And it was after that that they had this GeorgiaBusiness.cn, or Business in Georgia CN, or something like that. It was a Chinese website talking, and I saw it with my own two eyes, and they were talking about the investments that they were making in Georgia, Chinese money. And I think that they totally sold out America. What, and and uh, to that point, our Secretary of State um, uh, at the under Trump, <laughs> he was what's the guy's name from? Um, I think Kansas. 
Pompeo. Uh, Pompeo. Pompeo. Oh, Pompeo. Yeah. yeah. And he said there are governors in this room that, and state attorney generals that know what I'm talking about. That you're doing business with China, and it's superseding and getting in the way of phase one, phase two, uh, the deal, the tariff deals that we're negotiating because they're bypassing federal government and they're going the state route in order to get the deals that they want. Yeah, that's the uh, problem. We have a lot of comp- compromised politicians. So, yeah, right. Frightening. Right. Well, anyway, think- yeah, it's a pleasure to talk. I just wanted to bring it up because it's on my mind and I'm like waiting for some kind of resolution that doesn't seem to be coming. So it's really frustrating yeah right it is frustrating because we know the fraud is there we could see it and yet nothing's being done about it nope all right thanks for calling in all right bye-bye yeah that's so true though it's frustrating you see it you know who did it you know what the crime is you know the crime has been committed just look at joe biden i mean he's he's like a glass you know just sitting there like nobody Every, it's obvious, I mean, if you can read people at all, you could see that this guy is out to lunch upstairs in the head, right? He hasn't a clue as to what's going on around him. And these foreign uh, leaders, they're just exploiting the heck out of, out of our country, you know? And that's the, that's the frustrating part. You know, I just, I read this, um, this uh, this tweet that was pretty interesting, where it just basically said, uh, "How is it that that we keep sending money out, but nobody sends money to America?" I think after nine eleven, we received a little help. That's about it, but not much. And uh, when when is anybody ever going to send us? us support and help when is anybody ever going to help the american taxpayer you know with their situation right as we get exploited and you know people take advantage of us quick question says how many countries tax their citizens so they can send money to the united states answer is zero so how many countries tax their citizens so they could send money to the United States. Does anyone know the answer to that question? And the answer, according to this poster, says zero. So why does America do it? Why is America the world's ATM? Why are we funding Zelensky's war? Why are we paying to teach gender studies in Somalia? Why are we spending $410 million on border security for Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Oman, but not nearly enough on our own border? Why? Because we're being governed by power-mad tyrants who think they can do whatever they want whenever they want, and we can't stop them. I think it's actually more sinister than that. I think we spend that money because there are kickbacks being made. If I give you this money to build this wall or build, buy that bomb or do that, if I give you this money to build that bridge, 
If I give you the money to feed your uh, citizens, if I give you the money to, to do whatever, to build that dam, what's in it for me and my family? We're going to give you $100 million. How many million are you going to give me back in order to get that $95 million? Well, then the answer is five. You give me $5 million in my pocket today, and you'll get this $95 million, but the taxpayers are going to pay the whole 100 That's a kickback. And that's happening all day and all night. That's happening all the time. Well, we have a lot of show to go, uh, and uh, we have a lot of show to do, and uh, limited time to do it. So... One of the things that's being bandied about is um, Joe Manchin is thinking about running. And some morons think that that would hurt Trump. Of course, that wouldn't. But others get it. And they're saying that the biggest threat to Joe Biden's reelection and the biggest boost to Donald Trump's chances is dark money groups. No labels will launch its common sense agenda at a New Hampshire event. So Joe Manchin is heading this event, hasn't announced a run as a third-party candidate, but hasn't ruled it out. Did I mention the event is in New Hampshire? So there's this guy, I think he's uh, a liberal. I don't even know what... The, uh, uh, let's take a listen to this clip, actually, because this shows that I don't, I don't believe I've heard this clip, but uh, we're going to hear it together. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, the other Joe here in Washington who hasn't ruled out running for the White House next year, will headline an event hosted by the organization No Labels. About a third party, this is not about running about any office at all. It's about a dialogue for common sense. Uh, Senator Manchin has repeatedly refused to rule out running for president himself in 2024. You know, if you peel off the No Labels label from No Labels, you see the Trump campaign logo underneath. Those who voted for uh, Donald Trump in 2016, but after four years of Trump wanted to go in a different direction, calm things down, and voted for Joe Biden. They clearly don't want to go back in the Donald Trump direction. And so those are the voters that could potentially be peeled away uh, by a mansion, by anybody else who might run in a third party. Desperate gambit funded by mega Republican super donors. No label says they want to be Democratic. They want to give people a choice. But guess what? They're not disclosing their donor donors. They're not playing by the same rules. you got a bunch of mega rich uh, Republican donors who are pushing this agenda. They won't disclose the, who those donors are. This is a few individuals uh, putting dark money behind an organization. And, and that's not what our democracy should be about. It should not be about a few rich people. And it's going to be those donors, and I presume Senator Lieberman, who are going to select uh, the nominee. It will be a coronation whenever they do that. That's not very democratic. I mean, they have no chance of a third party winning the presidency. They certainly have a chance of determining who the winner is. It is a fool's errand to think that a third party can win in this country. There is no way on God's green earth that they can get to 270 electoral votes, which means they will be a spoiler. Have you talked to Senator Manchin about this? Um, yeah, I talked to Senator Manchin, uh, you know, frequently about a lot of things, this included. What have you told him? Well, I'm not going to go into details uh, of conversations I have with my fellow senator. Boom. <laughs> it's just kind of interesting, right? It is an interesting topic. Uh, I will say that. 
Um, I think that uh, RFK, he should run as an independent. Uh, Joe Manchin should run as an independent. <laughs> I think it would be great um, for Trump. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, so this pollster, Doug Schoen, tells Fox News a third-party 2024 run is feared by Democrats. Let's take a listen to this. Ross Perot running on an independent third-party ticket in 1992 got almost 20% of the vote and the polling that I've done and No Labels has done shows that there is indeed an opening for an alternative to the two major parties. That being said, the Democrats are doing everything they can to block it because they are afraid that a candidate like uh, uh, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin will take more votes from Joe Biden than Donald Trump thus handing the Republicans the presidential election. Oh, that's the fear anyway. Right. That's that's the concern. But there's no set person at the top of the ticket yet. The no label said they'll decide that after the first run of primaries in the spring of 2024. And it's just as plausible they could put a Republican at the top of the ticket, somebody like Chris Sununu of New Hampshire. Really? I mean, yep. so the question I have yes, is, exactly. why are they so confident that, never that uh, the third party candidate would take votes away from from Biden as opposed to Trump? Well, they see the weakness of uh, Joe Biden. And of course, <laughs> we've heard enough there. You know, that's a five minute clip. We'll listen to a minute of it, but you get the idea, right? Um, <laughs> nobody's taking any votes away from Trump. That's for sure. That's what's, that's the beauty of Trump is the people that love him, love him bigly. And, uh, that's the key. Uh, that's the key there. So let's take a listen to Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, here. I'm going to Government is clothing, 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 where what's happening is that government is using private actors, I believe, including actors like BlackRock, to do through the back door what government cannot get done through the front door under the Constitution. Okay, so wait, this is a different topic. Um, And uh, yeah, my apologies on that. Um, All right. This is something we are going to be playing today. I have it queued up. And... um, all right, so I'm switching gears. I, I just talked about elections, and the Joe Manchin thing came up. I think the RFK th- Jr. thing is interesting. Um, I think a third-party candidate would ruin the chances for the Democrats for sure. And that would be quite interesting. Um, because, see, there's a lot of Democrats that just can see that the, the problem for Trump is that there are a lot of Democrats that would vote for DeSantis, but they'll never vote for Trump for, for some reason. I, I don't understand why. Fully, I don't fully understand why. Because I don't agree with it. And I think that the people that can't see the the beauty of Trump, I think, are, are missing something. Um, because I see the sour parts of Trump. I'm able to see that. But I'm also able to see that he is the only candidate or politician that can literally break things. And I think that our system is broken and needs to be replaced and not it can't be repaired. And so I think he can break the brokenness 
and replace it. Um, I think that he is the only candidate that is willing to get out of these globalist agendas, the Paris Agreement. He is the only candidate that wants to simplify building the wall. And I think that the wall, if you if you watch Sound of Freedom, those are, that open border is being exploited for child trafficking and sex trafficking, drug trafficking, you know, arms trafficking. Terrorists are coming in. Diseases are coming in through our country. Uh, prisoners from uh, every walk, every country, they're being released from their country and being sent over into our country. And the people at the top, Nancy Pelosi in her gated house, and not so secure perhaps, but, um, you know, on their vineyard, they're all safe and they're all isolated from this multiculturalism BS. But the... Uh, the middle class and the lower middle class of our society, the hardworking, taxpaying uh, Americans, they're, they're, they're having to deal with this crap every single day. You know, when you fly coach in the airport, you have to put up with all this, this rigmarole. You know, but John Kerry can fly on his private plane and tell you to eat bugs, right? Anyway... I always talk about BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street, and I always say, you know, it's the biggest problem is that we have this world super monopoly that's running the world right now, and they're they are leveraged enough to where they can get away with just about anything. Target's not worried about what what you think of them. Bud Light and Anheuser Busch don't really give a care what you think of Dylan Mulvaney because. They have so much power because so long as they do what BlackRock tells them to do, they're going to get BlackRock money. CNN can say any lie they want, but if they tell the lie that carries the bucket of water for BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, they're going to get continually funded with ad dollars from BlackRock-owned businesses, which is every single business on the planet that's worth worth anything, that's worth, you know, that's a global company. And these global companies want access to markets. And it's the state leaders that grant access to those markets, to those businesses. And it's those leaders that have penetrated the cabinets thanks to Klaus Schwab and their coordinated efforts. And you want to talk about dark money, that's where your dark money is. You want to talk about election fraud, that's where your election fraud is. Justin Trudeau just went up to this indigenous games. Meanwhile, there's fires everywhere. My air quality is the worst I've seen it in D.C. It's 150. Normally, it should be around 8. I mean, it's crazy the air index, quality index. And they're going to blame climate so that they could regulate you to death. They create the mess, and then they they create the crisis. Then they uh, call for a state of emergency so they could wield their power over you and take away your civil rights because of a mistake they made. And they're doing it because they ultimately win in the end. Just like in Georgia... Everybody's uh, trending now that uh, the Georgia Supreme Court shot down President Trump's 
call, petition, uh, request that the Atlanta DA stop her investigation of Donald Trump because it's frivolous. And the Georgia court, Supreme Court said, nope, they'll have a right to go ahead and continue their investigation. And the liberals are all so happy about this, 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 uh, you know, attack on President Trump. It just depends, you know, uh, when we listened to, uh, I think it was uh, Andrew Tate, who is getting some really bad press these days. Um, but Andrew Tate said something like, it just depends on who's, who, or no, it was uh, Russell Brands, actually. It was Russell Brands, who said, who's, who's going to get blown up by this cluster bomb? A cluster bomb that we ourselves are admitting we uh, needed to give Ukraine because we're out of ammo. Uh, but we're going to give them cluster bombs, and uh, they're, they, they just blow up people indiscriminately. They're not targeted. And we, we're doing that because we can't afford ammo. So we're giving them cluster bombs that are like shrapnel everywhere, right? No one knows where the shrapnel's going to go. It's just... And it's like we used to ban cluster bombs but now we're going to blow up Russians, so, oh, that's okay now. Can't have it both ways. Well, Vivek is going to talk about BlackRock and the influence that they have on elections. Let's take a listen. This is really what I talk about every day, and this is what concerns me the most. And I believe that they've gone as far as perfecting election fraud, particularly with the 30-day window the ballot harvesters, and the the mass-mailed ballots, and the open borders, and the CBP-1 app that collects the data along with Catholic, Catholic charities and other NGOs, non-government organizations, that are putting all of these illegals into an, a database and tracking them with a phone, and with a this and with a that, they're not just giving the phone out. They're giving the phone out so that they can collect the data necessary to rig the elections. That's what they're doing. Because the ballot has to go somewhere, and who's going to know where to pick it up but the people that are running this operation? Let's take a listen to Vivek, who had a very good week this week, by the way. He might be trending second, now surpassing DeSantis, because DeSantis, by all accounts, is running a horrible campaign. But let's take a listen. Look, this is crony capitalism in modern clothing, where what's happening is that government is using private actors, I believe including actors like BlackRock, to do through the back door what government cannot get done through the front door under the Constitution. And then they label it the ESG movement. They label it stakeholder capitalism. Can't pass the Green New Deal through Congress? No problem. Let's get the climate pledge signed by companies instead. Dan, this is the this is the game of the 21st century where government has deputized not just the administrative state, that was the 1980s problem, but now the private sector itself to do the work of big government from 40 years ago. That's what we see on the state on the stage. 
Uh, Vivek, uh, if you can explain to the audience, th- this is not just a small, BlackRock's not your local bodega on the corner. This is a company managing trillions of dollars in value collectively with Vanguard right. and others. If they, if they tell a company with a wink and a nod, hey, you know, you really should do this to comply with this environmental stuff because we're lefties or whatever it may be. They can cause that company to really almost, uh, you know, lose lose millions of dollars in investment if they pull their money out of it. They can they, they can hurt that company. Oh, Dan, it's it's far more severe than just a wink and a nod. They're using their voting power as shareholders to dictate how corporate America behaves. Here's how it works in really simple terms. All right. You have the money of everyday citizens, doctors, nurses, business owners, everyday Americans that's aggregated in the hands of a small group of asset managers. And BlackRock is number one on that list, managing around $10 trillion. It's about half the U.S. GDP that then shows up as the largest shareholder in the boardrooms of corporate America and tells the likes of ExxonMobil or Disney or whoever it is or Apple that you have to adopt these emissions cuts, that you have to adopt these racial equity audits and so forth. And if you don't, then we're going to dock your pay as CEO. Then we're going to fire directors on your board. Then we're actually going to put up proxy voting proposals that mandate. You get the idea, right? That's what is happening. That's the thing. And they're controlling politics because these corporations are also paying off the right politicians, the ones that they want in power. And it's hard to compete. When you have people like sheep that aren't doing their own research and they're just looking at the shiny object and the better looking brochure, generally speaking, part of the candidacy uh, when they buy a candidate is they're buying the better looking person. You know, the prettier woman, the uh, better looking man, um, they're buying good looks and charm as part of the package. You know, a wolf in sheep's clothing, in a sense. A few of the ways that elections are manipulated. Suppression of this free speech, deep state targeting of political opponents, no voter ID, signature verification, mass ballot mailings, ballot harvesting, fake news media, violation of state election laws. That's what's going on. And the globalists have perfected it. One last thing about election stuff, I guess. Um, uh, we talked about the turning point over the weekend, having a big event in West Palm Beach. And Roger Stone uh, also got a speaking spot. And he said, I predict that Michelle Obama will be the Democrat Party nominee for president in 2024. And don't let Steve Bannon say he beat me to it. That's that's his call. Let's take a listen. Now, as a veteran of many years in American politics, I'm going to tell you something somewhat shocking. Joe Biden will not be the nominee of the Democratic Party in 2024. Kamala Harris will briefly become president. But the only way in their party they can replace a woman of color is with another woman of color. And yes, you heard it here first. The Democratic nominee for president will be Michelle Obama. They have already rigged their primaries. The reason that they have canceled the Iowa caucuses in the New Hampshire primary is to put South Carolina, a state where a majority of the Democratic primaries are Afri- primary voters are African Americans, 
and they will allow Gavin Newsom to purchase the vice presidential nomination, but the Obamas will hold him up for six or eight hundred million dollars to do so. You heard it here first. When Steve Bannon says it in three weeks, remember I said it first. Uh, that's pretty funny. All right. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Hey, Scott. Um, that last clip you played for this one uh, really tells it all about BlackRock. BlackRock is nothing more than big bankers all over the world got together, put together an organization. They got into our corporations. Um, they, they tell, they're, they're basically, they own the news media. They own everything. They run our country. You know, it's so obvious, you know, like with, with all this LGBT stuff, it's propaganda. People fall for it. They all get their LGBT flags. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. Uh, Most of the people that fall for this, 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 uh, they're they're so blind, but are, are highly educated. They all went to college. They've all got very good jobs. Uh, I'm a contractor. I work in all different towns in New Jersey. Uh, if I go into Haddonfield, it is so liberal. It's insane. They believe everything. You know, uh, it, 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 they're so brainwashed, but they're so smart at the same time, but they're so dumb at the same time. Right. That's funny. You know uh, so you live in southern New Jersey, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so yep. have you called in before? Oh, yeah, I've called you before. I, I listen to you all the time. I just call when something really irks me, and that irks me when I hear about BlackRock. By the way, I just want you to know, I, I wrote an article that's not uh, out yet. It'll be out in about a month. Um, but uh, I wrote an article. I write for AARP, uh, just other kinds of articles that are apolitical. Right. And I just right. wrote an article. The piece I wrote was uh, on Cowtown Rodeo. Oh no way! Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's I've been down there. It's been it's been like thirty years since I've been there, but uh, it's a nice little area down there. It's it's extremely conservative. Um, yeah, you got Trump signs and Trump flags. It's it, it's another world down there. It's not Haddonfield, sort of that way. Yeah, right. I know Haddonfield. Oh, I used really, to live in Philly. Yeah, real quick. Um, there's a show I listen to too, other than yours. It's a Kate Daly show. I know you know Kate. I think she was on your. Network. She was, and uh, Kate's been. Kate and I talk uh, every once in a while on on social media and stuff, and I have her number. Yeah, yeah, I I love Kate. She's wonderful. What they did to her? She had like three hours down in Utah. She had a local hour and then two, you know, uh, you know, international ones, and uh, they 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 got her off the air. Oh man! Oh, they did. They pulled her off at the local their local radio station. Because she was going after the um, governor, she was going of Utah. She was going after the mayor uh, and council of St. George, and she was telling the truth, and they, they didn't like it. Well, and you know you what? That, that might that might help us because, um, uh, well, you know what? I mean, I'm going to reach out to her because I didn't know that she was. I did not know that, and one of the problems we had is we like to only do live stuff, and. And the problem was that uh, there was a time conflict, right? That well, was the right, only problem that we had with her is time. Right. We couldn't get the right time matchup. And I got to tell well, you, you, if she's, if she's available, we're going to bring her on. Well, please call her because yeah. actually uh, I'm in a roundtable with her uh, every Thursday night. She calls it the fourth hour. And uh, we were discussing other avenues and I kept on telling her, I was like, she goes, oh, I know, Scott. I, I was actually, and I realized I started listening to her through Red State Talk Radio. Yeah, that's it's interesting. Okay, well, th- thank yeah. you for that. Um, I am going to reach out to her. 
Great. I'd appreciate that. I yeah. mean, she's got a great show. Oh, I love her. She's she's, she's yeah. a gem. Yep. She is. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for calling in. Take care. Uh, no problem. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Sometimes these uh, we we get calls and and they're 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 different, you know. This is different though. So we're not talking about politics so much. We're talking about radio. But if anybody wants to call in, the number is two one five Top Talk. That's two one five eight six seven eight two five five. If you would like to call in and be heard, that's two one five eight six seven eight two five five. And uh, it's live. Um, that's interesting though, that call. So I'm going to try to get through this show and, uh, here's Jean, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre on the White House cocaine scandal. This is funny only for one reason, and that is that the Secret Service and the FBI are covering this up. They would never do this for... We believe that, uh, um... You know, the Secret Service did a thorough investigation. I'm certainly yeah, not right. going to opine on the uh, on the investigation. Of course, of course, we're going to have confidence that they're going to do their jobs and do everything that they can to get to the bottom of this. Of course, uh, that is something that we have confidence. We will always have confidence in that. Uh, but uh, as you've just stated, we've been briefed on the outcome, uh, and in their public statement, as as well as the Secret Service have said, you know, there is uh, there is hundreds of visitors that traveled through uh, this area uh, where um, where the specific where uh, where the cocaine was found uh, across that weekend. And so I'm going to leave it to them for any additional information, uh, but certainly not going to, to going to opine on. Um, now, of course, you're not. Caller, you're on the air. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's been talking a lot about BlackRock and Vanguard and the yeah. power of these two companies. Um, I think they're the most powerful organization, crime organization, in my opinion, in the world. Because I'll tell you what they do. They really, what they do is they control the stock market completely. They know when it's going up. They know when it's going down. They know when it goes up. They know when gold goes down. They give the one percenters of their little club and people that they control inside they trader tips, tips. Yeah. total and you, bingo you just took the words right out of my mouth that's exactly what it is the, the, the stock market's a total fraud it, it's manipulated it's run and it's run by that crime mafia organization that's uh, i'm glad you're you're pounding on that because you're absolutely right on and that's the one point i wanted to make well, so. and, and you do know we talk about blackrock vanguard and state street all the time yeah, you do, yeah. and I'm glad you do because they're the most powerful crime organization in the world, in my opinion. It's, so uh, they can come and sue me, but they wouldn't take. They can have my bicycle. So, <laughs> but anyway, if you do. All right. That's all. That's all they left me with. But anyway, get, keep up the good work. God bless you. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. All right. Well, yeah. No, I'm big on that. Uh, that that you know, and people are just now getting on this. I've been talking about that for years. And I don't know. I just uh, don't understand why mainstream media doesn't cover this stuff. Oh, I do know. I do know. I do understand. Because mainstream media is getting paid for it. They're getting paid by BlackRock. And if it's, I mean, it's, if it's not BlackRock, it's, it's, it's all the companies that BlackRock owns. You know, like uh, Raytheon. One of the biggest weapons uh, weapons manufacturers, right? Raytheon, you know, they're the one that's doing all the defense contracts. Uh, guess who? Guess who owns them? BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. 
Guess who owns CNN, who reports the news? Same thing. Fox News, same thing. They're all owned by the same company. It's not Murdoch that owns Fox News. It's BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street that owns Fox News. Guess who owns Tesla? BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, especially since Elon Musk took over Twitter, now owns the biggest share, 13.58% is what they own of, of Tesla. That's more shares than... than um, now, now was 20, um, Elon Musk owned 22% of Tesla back in 2017, 2018. But since Elon Musk took over Twitter, he had to pull some money, like a $40 billion. And now he owns, he's not even the chief shareholder in his own company. And that's the way it works. Election betting odds, chance of winning 2024 Republican nomination, while Trump is at 68.1%, up eight points since May of 2023. Thank you, libtards, for for making Trump a martyr. Um, and then DeSantis, 11.1%, uh, and Ramaswamy, 4.9%. And I'm, begin, I'm, I'm thinking that the next time they do this poll, it's going to be Ramaswamy. Because I don't think this took into consideration Turning Point USA. Uh, I'm looking at a graphic, and I think you know I don't I don't have the exact date. It's it's the post was oh well now it's now here's the latest one. This is uh, dynamically updated, and it's Trump seventy point eight percent. <laughs> to DeSantis 10.6 and Ramaswamy 5.1 but I think that DeSantis is crashing and burning and that's uh, that's kind of the, the weird thing there so we'll see what happens there that's in, kind of interesting so Janet Yellen is uh, says she's funding Ukraine says that funding Ukraine's war effort is the best boost for global economy so in essence, she's basically saying killing people in a war is an economic win for globalists. Yellen says, fund, this is according to Breitbart, Yellen says funding Ukraine's war effort is the best boost for global economy, redoubling financial backing for Ukraine in its war with Russia is the single best way to aid the global economy. Basically, what I've been saying a long time, I said, even giving money to Ukraine is like is causing inflation because no matter what, if you print money and you give it away, you're creating basically a supply of money without increasing a supply of products. So you're creating pressure on supply when you throw money for free and it's not produced money. It's not recycled money. But it's money being injected into the economy that devalues the money, liquidates the money, and creates a purchasing demand pressure on the supply chain, which automatically causes inflation, obviously. And so that's what's happening. This same Janet Yellen, by the way, um, got high on mushrooms and started bowing to the China, Chinese like a duck. And she said, well... 
there were some magical mushrooms that, that were supplied to me. So what are you saying? Are you saying that China is poisoning our uh, diplomats and cabinet members? Or what are you saying? You know, I, I mean, you got to be saying something, right? But it's, it's kind of crazy. So uh, here's the report uh, by Daily Mail. Hallucinogenic mushrooms may be to blame for U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, 76 years old, repeatedly bowing to China's vice premier after she ordered four portions at dinner. But the chef insists they weren't psychedelic. I think she's just got a screw loose because she's nuts. <laughs> Janet Yellen. I mean, she's got, she's the one that said, was she taking mushrooms when she said that the inflation was going to be transitory? Huh? I mean, really, you can't have it both ways. This is just Justin Trudeau getting booed. Okay, so here's the backstory on this. Trudeau gets booed by 5,000 people at the North American Indigenous Games. Meanwhile, there's fires up raging all around him. That doesn't even make any sense. I think, you know, he is a Klaus Schwab disciple. Klaus Schwab said, Justin Trudeau is penetrating the cabinets and uh, all this stuff. And what I'm saying is, is that no matter where you go, whether it's Ruta in the Netherlands or Trudeau in Canada or Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand or, you know, all these globalists, leaders that have penetrated the cabinets around the world are hated by their people. So how are they getting elected? And I think it has to be fraud. It has to be election rigging that's allowing that to happen. It's a criminal enterprise. And when you go to Davos and the World Economic Forum, what you'll see is BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street and the pharmaceutical companies. So, you know, what Doug McGregor said, um, you know, Colonel McGregor said the other day, it was Raytheon, uh, BlackRock, and the pharmaceutical companies. But it's pharma- BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. It's Pfizer, Moderna, and, you know, and they all benefited from either the pandemic, they're all pushing the climate agenda, they're all benefiting from the green thing, you know, And this is all part of a design of these monster elites that are really nothing more than disciples of Nazi Germany. And that's what it is. And we got to stop it. And that is the fight of our time. Well, we are out of time, and I want to thank everybody for listening to the Scott Adams Show. Thank you for the calls today. It was nice to hear from you. And uh, be sure to check out org to find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. This show is a big part of it. And remember, it's commercial free. We don't run commercials here on this show. And so we uh, depend on your donations and your kindness. And also uh, use Red State as your promo code over at MyPillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.